Hi everyone, welcome back to the Little Green Pasture. It's so good to be here again as usual because it's so refreshing to me to let living waters flow. Isn't it wonderful when you share the Lord to anybody that it leaves you with such a revitalization and a strength that you go on your way happily and you feel so good because sharing Christ is always such a joy, isn't it? He's the joy of our hearts. Well, today I'm going to pray and then I'm going to let my heart speak. Father in heaven, it says in your word, happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help. And Lord, I am so happy to know that you are not just my God, but our God and the God of all the earth, heavens, and of all creation. Lord, I take great joy and delight to see your creation and your revelation of yourself in nature. And that, Lord, we have hope, a hope that does not disappoint, eternal in the heavens, kept by you. So today, Lord, I lift up this message to you, for it's your message in me. And that, Lord, you will speak to the hearts of the hearers and your listeners. And that they will hear your sound. And that they would know your presence. And that you would give them a touch. And that you would bless them today, Lord to be followers of you and no one else. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I read a long time ago something about an artist. I was working at a certain place and they had this big painting of this, just this big painting. I won't get into what it looked like or anything, but because I sat there every day and worked, I'd always stare at this painting and, and I didn't really know anything about this artist. But people would come in and say they knew the artist. And so I looked him up and I read about him. And he said, uh, people make a big deal about the work that I do. But really, he said, it's just a record of the things I've seen in my life. And he said that at the end of his life. And I never forgot that. He said, actually, that's really what art is, a record of what people see. And today I was thinking about what we see, rather whom you're seeing, and what record you're bearing. When Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River that day and he came up out of the water, John the Baptist said, I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. And that just really spoke to me today, not just that it was something he said 2,000 years ago, but we know that the Holy Spirit, the Father, and the Son, they bear record. It says in the word in first. Uh, John chapter 5, I don't have it before me, I think it's verse 7, 
but it says there is three that bear record in heaven the spirit it says the father the spirit and the word and then there's three that bear witness on the earth but i want to talk about what record that we see in those that influence our lives because there's many people that come and go out of our lives as we're growing up in christ and we're learning to walk in the lord and we're reading about this person's life and we're but not just that just that but we're seeing if you if you're a person who's lived long you see a lot of people who you have seen for years of your life and then go into the kingdom and they die and they go into the to heaven and this last week on the 17th charles stanley passed away and when somebody like him and Derek prince a couple years ago passed away it's always a time for me and probably for you where you really stop and you look at the life and there's people of our generation and they're very few that we listened to for years and we learned from them and we gained wisdom from them and and the lord spoke to us through them and it more than that that we watched their lives we saw them all our life and they were steadfast they were always walking in the center of the path of jesus christ and the path of his commands does that make them perfect no and their imperfections made them even greater you know i was listening to something charles stanley said and like many of you you're listening to the words that he's spoken through the years and and he said something to this effect that um he wrote his a book a couple of years ago or maybe probably in 20 i think it was 2017 and it was called how to survive in an angry world no i have not read the bible but i mean read the word yes i've read the bible but i have not read his book but he said about that book he said that book i wrote because of the blood and tears that i shed and let me just pause here you know there's many of you that have been going in the lord many many years and if you are new in the lord or few years in the lord then you're watching those ahead of you you're watching people just people that i won't name names or anything because that's between you and whom you're watching but you're watching them and they stand out among the rest there's something different about them they never conform to this world that no matter what religious action is going on in the world or uh what's breaking out over here or what's breaking out over there they're always steadfast like the everlasting hills and mountains and we always seem to return to them to hear what they have to say they have been people in our life though we may not have ever met them one-on-one -on -one, but they were a rock to us in our journey but i thought about those words that he said that there was blood and tears that caused him to write that book and he spoke about how he was how he was raised like his 
father died when he was three years old. And I remember reading his book back in the nineties and his father was mean to him and just the whole thing, what he went through. And I won't go into all of that. There's plenty of uh, videos you can watch on your own. But what I gathered from it is something about bearing record. John bore record. He bared record that this is the son of God. And we, I know I can bear record and say this man, Charles Stanley or Derek Prince or Amy Carmichael or these people that I've loved so much, I could say, yes, Lord, I bear record that they were the servants of God. And they, their works follow them and their works approve their walk all the way into the kingdom of heaven in heaven and i look at a man like charles stanley and i say he was an obedient man but he was a man that learned obedience through the things which he did suffer because he did suffer he suffered in many ways but you would never see it because he was always faithful to be front and center but there's always times that he was candid and it was in those candid times that it in it spoke to me that when he was being interviewed by somebody and somebody said what happened to you and he went into things and he, I, I was watching something he said and he was talking about how he had um something stopped within him like he said, all of a sudden, preaching the word became very difficult to me. He said he noticed that he was speaking in front. Uh, he was at a, a men's meeting and he was speaking. And at the end of it, they said, Charles, continue to speak. Just continue to speak. We want we want more. He said, well, I continued to speak, but I knew that there was something wrong within. And he said, no matter what, I couldn't get away from it. I couldn't get any answers from the Lord. So I called a friend and and I called five people actually and I asked them to meet me at my home in Colorado and there was five men and I told them look I'm going to pour out my heart to you and I'm going to tell you everything and when I'm done you tell me what what you think or maybe what you're hearing from God and so he did that very thing he said I spoke for a few hours we had dinner and then we assembled back into the area that we were before. And he said, uh, or I guess it was at the dinner table, but uh, that's what it was. Yes. And he went on to talk more about what he had been feeling and he couldn't understand what was blocking. And this man said to him, Charles, put your head on the table. And so he said, so I put my head on the table and he said, Charles, your father, your father is picking you up in his arms right now and holding you. He said, all of a sudden, I just broke out sobbing and I sobbed and I wept and I cried. He goes, I mean, I really, really cried and I felt release. And it was the first time that I ever felt truly the love of God. And later on, he said he had went to his mother's house and his stepfather was there who was brutal to his mother. 
in the in the early days and and Charles was of course very hurt by him because of the way he treated his mother and he said he went and he said to him at the dinner table he said I want to ask you for forgiveness because I've I've held unforgiveness against against you and he said no it's me that needs to ask you to forgive me and they wound up it was a tearful thing and you know in that moment um in that interview Charles became choked up and he became he started to cry and you know that man lived his life openly and honestly and genuinely but you know what really speaks is when people tell their story is when they tell what happened to them because yes he commanded the word of god and he was an eloquent beautiful man but when he pulls the curtain back or Derek prince pulled the curtain back too and talked about his hard life things that hurt him and all the people i've seen go before i thought it's those things that have spoken to me yes there's lessons yes there's methods of doing things yes they have spoken to me but it is when they pulled the curtain back and said this is what i suffered but you know what charles said he went on for the rest of his life knowing the true love of god our father in heaven and i think that I now bear record now that when he said John the Baptist said I saw and bear record that this is a son of God I see and I bear record that all these people that have gone before and not just these great ones that we love so much but others I have known in my life that went ahead that were much older than me that to this day I say I saw and I bear record that they were the sons of God and daughters of God. And it affected my life. And because of their life, how I watched them, how they spoke, how they acted, the things they did, their facial expressions, how they moved about in this earth, and then took flight to heaven. It left behind me. And, you know, I think of Elijah's jacket, that jacket, his cloak that fell from the chariot into a lot um, to uh, Elijah, not Elijah. Well, you know, what I'm saying it is to get the names. I think they're both the same pretty much. But it's like they leave their coat to us. Everyone that goes ahead of us and they're carried away. They, Elisha, that's the name. That were like the, the Elishas. Because you see, Elisha was following Elijah around. And at some point, he wouldn't leave him. He kept following him. And even though everybody kept saying things to, you know, to him, you know, God's going to take your master away from you. And he would say, hold your peace. And then he'd go to another town. And they said, 
the same thing. He's hold your peace. And Elijah knew Elisha wanted to ask him something. And Elijah, Elisha did. He said, I prayed for a double portion. And he said, well, it's not mine to say. He said, but the, you know, the thing I'm trying to say is when the time came, those fiery chariots came down and whisked up Elijah. And while he was going up, his mantle fell into the hands of Elisha. Now, it never says anywhere that Elisha wore it. We just know it fell to him. And these people that have gone before you and before me have left that. Now, when I say that, let me be very clear. I don't believe in this whole double portion. I'm not part of the NAR community. I have nothing to do with that. They like to take all the things of um, the Old Testament and force it to apply on them. But that's not what I mean here. I think you understand. They leave something behind for us like a torch, like a torch. And I don't know about you, but I'm grabbing onto it because there's a thread. You know, I think about Rahab's thread, her scarlet thread that she hung in the window on the wall. So her and her family, so she would be recognized that her and her family could escape. And you know what? One day when I was reading about that scarlet thread, I said to myself, Joni, that scarlet thread is a thread that threads through the entire Bible to the very end and into eternity. And that very scarlet thread becomes our cloak. That that thread becomes a threaded garment of the blood of Jesus Christ upon which is placed upon us. I saw a picture of Charles Stanley's prayer room. And I know most of us know that he had very great wealth, but you'd never know that about him. He was so humble. And when I saw that picture of his room, it was a tiny little flat bed, a single little bed with a quilt on it. It didn't even have a pillow. It was just a blanket folded at the top for a pillow and a little blanket folded at the bottom of the bed, at the foot of the bed for his knees and a tiny little chair next to the bed with a little blanket, a little tiny blanket folded over the back of the chair. And I understood that that's where he spent every morning where he would lay prostrate before the Lord where he would spend time with him. And when I saw that, I, I thought of Elizabeth Elliot's room. There's a picture I have. I kept both of their pictures because I'm interested in those rooms. And I don't have a spare room. I have a little corner of a couch that I have until everybody wakes up because we're in a tiny house. But I say, thank you, Lord from a little corner where I meet you every morning. You know, he died at 90 years old. Derek Prince was in his 90s. My friends that I've seen go before me were in their 80s. 
And I think of that word that came to my heart today. Behold, we count them happy that endure. James 5.11. For we have seen that you, for it says, you have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. But I think about those words, behold, we count them happy, which endure. And we bear record of their endurance. And I'll tell you, I don't know, I just, I feel this so much in my heart these days. I'm just going to open up my heart to you. I don't, you know what I hear, like I said in the beginning, when someone just gives their word, their testimony, and they bear record of the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. They bear witness of his kindness to them, of the things that he did for them during all their trials and hardships of life. How God carried them through the water and through the, through the flood and through the fire. And he let terrible things happen to them. He brought that he did it on purpose that he said, like, so he could reveal his loving kindness and his power to them. He brings them out into the desert that he may speak comfortably to them. And those desert places become comfortable to us. Do you understand what I'm saying? And these people that I have been following, that you have been following, they're very few. You know, this journey that we're on is a journey of our death so that the life of Jesus Christ will be revealed in us. It's not that we gain a bunch of things here. It's that we gain the life of Christ. And we count ourselves happy that endure. You know, I remember hearing for years this argument. Yeah, you got to be careful about who you're following. And I absolutely agree. Because bad manners corrupts good character. And it says, be not friends with an angry man unless you become angry like him. And you become a follower of fools, you become a fool. You be a follower of wise men, you'll become a wise man. And whoever you follow, that's who you become and what you become. And it determines what road you're on. And I remember somebody was really complaining about like, you should never follow anybody. But I say, well, Paul the Apostle says, be ye followers of me, for I am a fall. I follow Christ. And then one day I saw that scripture, Hebrews 6, 12. It says, be ye not slothful, but be ye followers of them who by patience and faith have obtained the promises. And you know, let me tell you something. The older I get, the more I say, this world, you can have it. You can have all of it because I count myself happy that endure because I've been made happy in the enduring love of Jesus Christ. You know, we're coming to the end of all things. And towards the end, we're seeing in this world everything falling apart. Threats are on the horizon. 
in this world, Jesus says, you will suffer tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. You know, one thing, Charles Stanley, he, I was listening to something he was saying. He said he was giving his last, and it wasn't at, it wasn't behind a pulpit. He was just sitting in a chair with this comfortable sweater on. And it says, he said, he talked about seeing what was happening in the world. He knew what was going on. And he said, don't be afraid of it. He said, the one scripture that spoke to him was the uh, 103.19 of Psalm. He said, the Lord hath prepared his throne in heaven. And his kingdom ruleth over all. And God knows everything. And he knows all about your life. Another thing he said, and I agree. He said, just obey God. And he'll take care of the consequences. And you know, a few months back, I was reading in a book, Oswald Chambers' book, and he quoted that. And I, and I thought, that's what Oswald says. But I thought, see, that's what uh, Charles said. Because you know why? Oswald Chambers was also a man that we're followers of because he knew that path. And so with saying that, that we we have to have patience and faith. And though we get as we get closer to going home to be with the Lord, there are going to be trials. There's going to be pushbacks. But I know this. This is true. And I bear record of it of myself. That as long as you obey the Lord, no matter if everything is against you, no matter what presses you, no matter what tries to block you, no matter what anybody says, no matter what the enemy does, as long as you are obedient to the Lord, the Lord will take your part and he will see you through no matter what. You know, remember that the greatest challenge in receiving great things from God is holding on for the last half hour. So many of us, we get, and it's the human nature, we get tired, we can't take the trial, we can't take the suffering. But God has placed people in our life that have gone ahead of us and we're encouraged and we say, I'm going to be followers of them. I'm going to do what they did. I'm going to obey who they obeyed because I saw the outcome and I bear record because I saw them. I saw what happened to them and I saw how they dug their heels in. And I'm sure that they all said that word from Isaiah chapter 50, verse 7. Uh, 50, verse 7. I know that the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I shall not be confounded. Therefore, have I set my face like a flint? And I know, I know that he will help me. And there's these verses and these words. That will always be the firm foundation of your life. Just hang on. In this last half hour of this world.
in the last half hour of your trial. He's going to bring you through. I read this poem this morning. In the bitter waves of woe, beaten and tossed about by the sullen winds that blow from desolate showers of doubt were the anchors that faith has cast and the dragging in the gale I am quietly holding fast to things that cannot fail and fierce where the fiends may fight and long though the angels hide I know that truth and right have the universe on their side and that somewhere beyond the stars is a love that is better than fate when the night unlocks her bars i will see him and i will wait be ye followers of christ and be followers of them whose life bear record of the strong love and faithfulness of Jesus Christ. I love that. Somewhere beyond the stars is a love that is better than fate. When the night unlocks her bars, I will see him and I will wait. God bless you.